Welcome to episode 114, The Awakened Man with Jason McGrace. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner attunement and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honour our healing and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Beautiful humans, I am so excited to be sharing this conversation with you. This is epic. It's just epic. You're going to love this conversation that I had with Jason McGrice. It still makes me smile. Jason McGrice is a meditation teacher. He's a healer. He's doing all sorts of incredible things in the world, which we talk a lot about in our episode. But I want to share first with you why I decided to reach out to Jason. You will hear in the interview that I actually mentioned this possible idea of a podcast with him, podcast episode with him back in 2018. We were at a live Peter Kelly event. I was quite pregnant with Raf. He was there with his beautiful wife, his beautiful wife, Jodie McGrice, who is a past client of mine. I have been a client of hers. We love each other very much. It is just a just a beautiful woman. He's very, very blessed to have her in his world. And she, of course, is very blessed to have him because I wanted to share with you an example of a man that is conscious, that is awakened, that is awakening, that is in service in the world in a very spiritual way and yet is still a man. And I really want to just have conversations this season with people who are just awesome and doing awesome things in the world. And Jason and his crew, which we'll speak about a bit within the episode, and their Brazen Brotherhood offering over in Adelaide and hopefully moving worldwide. It, it is an example of awesome things in the world. I, I, I've not had many conversations in my life that have flowed so beautifully and effortlessly and naturally as this one. Jason and I dive into what it means to be a man and be a spiritual man and all the preconceived ideas about that and the work that he's doing in the world and how important that is for the men in the world and why this is also important for us mamas who have little boys that we're raising but also girls because those girls are going to interact with those boys too right so we have a really big conversation but it's also just so incredibly anchored and lovely and special and I just I'm not going to talk too much because I just really want you to hear and enjoy this all of the information that you need about Jason is in the show notes. You can read his bio there. You can link up to his work and Brazen Brotherhood, which we explain in the interview as well. Please get in touch with him. At the very least, enjoy his meditations, which you can find all over Insight Timer, and even consider doing his Reiki One Electrified online course, which I've done too, which was just such a beautiful health self-healing experience. So you know the drill. Buckle up, listen in and enjoy and come back to me. Let me know what you think and feel about this experience. 
but mostly reach out and connect with Jason. You will not regret it. Hello, Jason. Welcome. Welcome, my friend. I am so excited to finally have this conversation with you. And we were just talking off the recording about how I proposed the idea of having you on my podcast as a heavily <laughs> pregnant woman in 2018 at Peter Kelly's live event. And oh we're finally gosh. there in 2022. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It feels that actually feels like a complete lifetime ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first time we met. And um, yeah. yeah, you sat in front of us and there was just a beautiful synergy there. I, I know we'd met uh, online previously, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's great to be here again. Thank you. And I think that's a really beautiful way for me to intro you. The, the way I actually came across you was, of course, for many of us, through Insight Timer with your beautiful morning ritual meditation, which I still do regularly. And I remember filing through Insight Timer and landing on this meditation and listening to this voice, your voice, and hearing this resonance, hearing this, I don't know, this familiar feeling and then having to press pause and go, am I listening to an Australian voice? I couldn't mm. quite figure it out. And there was something really exciting that I was listening to a man who was an Australian who had this beautiful frequency to him that I was resonating with. And I think mm. I then reached out to you and we connected and you became part of one, one of my free meditation projects. Gosh, yes. it's been Gosh. a long time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so beautiful. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, yeah, I just feel I just felt all the warm and fuzzies uh, running through yeah. my body then. And just, yeah, just to be, uh, you know, seen and recognized in that light and really people having that energy imbued upon them that I genuinely intentionally send out through my meditations mm. when I, when it's reflected back to me that it is it has truly landed it has created a pathway for you to connect deeply into your body and then uh, create the expression that you want to actually go out and search for the person of or who, who you've just mm. listened to um you know there's nothing more that I can ask for than that it's, that's beautiful so thank you oh you're so welcome and that was just so eloquent and reverent of course if I feel moved I have to connect with that person so mm. I'm not I'm not constantly on Insight Timer reaching out to meditators. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot on there now, so uh, you could be that could be a full time job, right? Totally, yeah. we'll not be doing that. So no. let's let's start with you a little bit about you because I could wax lyrical about what you do, and I know that there are a lot of quote unquote tools in your toolkit, which is a phrase I don't always love, but yeah. <laughs> help those listening understand who you are what it is that you do in the world certainly uh first and foremost i guess i'm a i'm a healer i'm a spiritual healer uh reiki master meditation guide um i, I love uh recording meditations and, and creating energetic journeys encapsulated in you know some audible brilliance that i like to put out there in the world uh that is there's something that is deeply satisfying about yeah, creating journeys that people can, I don't have to be there in person. Um, I used to love doing that in person one-on-one uh, one -on -one or group sessions, but yeah, something that can be placed into, into the world, into the ethers, in the digital space, and people can feel like I'm literally there, essentially giving them a, a healing session or a Reiki session. So um, yeah, there's some of the things I do. I also run a, um, a uh, men's group uh, called Brazen Brotherhood, which is something very recent uh, with a couple of my very good mates here in Adelaide and up in um, Magnetic Island, who is originally from Adelaide. And yeah, we, 
we're running like uh, events every three weeks, coming together, bringing men, like-minded men together and just having experiences with each other in, in very positive and um, yeah, connecting ways, like it's, as opposed to, you know, getting on the piss or, mm. or meeting at the pub or, or having to be at a sporting event or something like that in the like, perhaps traditional masculinity model. Um, you know, my next event that I'm about to <laughs> create is, is for the men to come and get facials. So um, Stop. I love it. it's going to be so good and it's going to um, be something decadent and, and something that can fill their self cup, uh, you know, the self care bucket or, um, yeah, just give them an experience which they perhaps have never had and to experience themselves in that way around other men and not be shamed for it. Like that's that's where we're at here. Mm, okay, yum. Big yeah. stuff. I can't <laughs> wait to dig into that even yes. more. I, I just think the journey that you've been on is really incredible and I love listening to you talk. I really do. You used to be a landscaper though. Yes, I have many tools in my toolbox. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Yes. So here you are, you're a Reiki master, you create these, as you said, audio brilliance pieces, energetic journeys. If I do say so. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, I have attested to that, so we're done. That's written in concrete now. Putting these incredible experiences out into the ethers, but you used to be a landscaper, so help us understand from there to here, how did you make that journey? Because I'm going to be honest with you, and this is why I'm so excited to talk to you. There are not many men, or it's building, but there's not as many men in the quote-unquote spiritual spaces as there are women, and there needs to be more, of course. So there's a lot of bravery and courage in the first place that you've made the traverse, and I want to know how you got there, why why you got there, what drove you here from there. Yeah, great question. Uh, if we boil it right down and distill out the energy, what actually brought me there was a place of, as it always happens, there was a crisis point. And, and for me, that was a humongous journey of anxiety, an experience of anxiety in my body. And that probably lasted for about two and a half, three years um, where, you know, daily I would be grappling at my chest thinking I was about to die from a heart attack. And it was such a tumultuous journey for me in that um, I, you know, went down the paths of doctors and different, different people, naturopaths, all sorts. And, and where I landed at was, was going to a meditation class. I think even the doctor actually suggested that to me, which I'm yeah. so thankful. I didn't know this doctor first time I went there and they actually said, I think you've got anxiety and I think you need to go meditate. And like, if I think about that now of, of you know, how the world is and, and what is being pushed, I'm like, holy fuck, mm. how did that, how did, you know, that was just such a divine moment of, of you know, the fork in the road. So um, I went down the path of, of going to meditation. And, uh, and, and also prior to that, at 15 years of age, I, um, I did a Reiki course, Reiki 1 and Reiki 2, like a children's Reiki sort of uh, workshop. And I already had this spirituality in my environment. My mum was quite spiritual. My, my girlfriend's mum at the time was quite spiritual. And when I had this anxiety, I simply deepened my roots into knowing myself and understanding what this anxiety was with me, uh, within me. Mm. So... Um, if, if we fast forward a little bit, uh, you know, I worked in retail for about 13 years selling push bikes and then I went to landscaping and I always had my feet like one foot in sort of the normal nine to five or seven to four, uh, <laughs> sort of work day. 
and, and then I always had, um, you know, running, running meditation classes or seeing clients as a, as a spiritual healer, as my side hustle. And it sort of built to a point where it was just no longer a side hustle. It was my, it was my full-time hustle and it wasn't a hustle anymore. It, it came with a lot more ease and grace and flow and elegance and it became far more sophisticated. Um, I definitely had some, you know, as we do in the start of business, I actually went back to landscaping after, after being out for about um, a year um, doing this full-time and I was doing it so unsustainably. I wasn't practicing what I was preaching. I was just... I was, I was in full masculine, um, masculine mode and just, just going for it and not giving, not doing any of the actual, you know, the self care. I was barely meditating myself. Like mm. it was just a, a bit of a joke. So it, it took me quite a while. I really experienced a sensation of burnout there. And yeah, it took me quite a while to actually even get my confidence back to step out into the space and not feel like such a, such a fraud. Mm. Um, but here I stand now, you know, another three years out of uh, landscaping and yeah, feeling just, just so, it just feels so integrated in, in my day to day. It just feels so right. Um, yeah, it, it just keeps getting um, evidence to me that this is the path and it just feels beautiful. And all of that was so beautiful to listen to. Thank you for sharing that. I really resonate with your journey, especially with anxiety. I had a very similar experience. I think we both had angels in the form of GPs mm. land in our mm. lives because I remember showing up at the doctor with, at the time, what was diagnosed as an ectopic heartbeat, which is an irregular heartbeat, yeah. a, a, side, a side symptom of anxiety. And the doctor looking at me and saying, whatever is going on inside your head, you have to fix that first before I give you any medication. Cause I was like 21 thinking, surely you just do a test and you give me a drug and off we go. And I'm normal again. Yes. I, and he just basically bitch slapped me across the face with that sentence and changed the course of my life. Oh my it's gosh, interesting yeah. because that same doctor also rejected me years later in postpartum depression phase, which is so fascinating because upon oh talking goodness. about this with you, I realized actually something moved through him in that moment to say that those words that, he, that were quite profound. So I really resonate with your story and how pivotal that one little moment can be and how it can t change the whole course of your future. Yes. My so, goodness. <laughs> I know, massive. So I, I just... Something jumped out at me when you were talking and it leads to my next question. You use the words ease and grace and flow, which are words that I often use for myself as well. But yet mm. coming out of your mouth, there's still such the presence of the masculine. And I don't mean to toxic masculinity. I mean fully embodied, conscious, alive masculine. Yes. So I'd love to dismantle any preconceived ideas that people may have about spiritual men or the idea that a man can't be in the spiritual world and still be a man, still be masculine and yet still use words so eloquently like ease and grace and flow and have an understanding of the feminine. Mm. So how mm. for anyone listening right now that may be kind of going, this is not, I'm not quite understanding how this is possible that I'm listening to a man who is so spiritual do you understand yes. what I mean by that question? Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, you know, I guess growing up through my teenage years, uh, you know, quite a bit of confusion in the ways that I would feel myself uh, mm. and, and I feel myself emotionally. Um, 
and you know some confusion around like even even friends asking asking me if I was homosexual or mm. if I was uh you know because I guess I was probably leaning into maybe more of a feminine expression of myself and you know that I, I I didn't find truth in that, but I felt, I felt, um, I felt confusion in that. Mm. Um, so like, should like, I be, should I be? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is, is it because I enjoy meditation or I talk about Reiki or energy or, or feelings? Mm. Is that, um, is that a thing? Um, but you know, not to cast throw shade at anyone, but like a, spirit, a spiritual man doesn't need to be, you know, fully dressed from head to toe in linen or have, um, you know, mala beads around the, the neck or sit in, um, meditation or, a yoga asana f- with with uh, you know particular mudra symbol in their hands for hours a day to be spiritual. Mm. I believe that you know right now I'm wearing some Nike high tops. So I've you know I'm just like <laughs> I'm just like I'm just a normal dude. I'm seriously a normal guy. And there's something which I feel I just feel ext- quite fluid between um, the feminine and the masculine at, at any point. And I don't have an issue. Um, Inter- I don't have an internal emotional issue um, flicking between, uh, and it's not even flicking between. It's just like wafting between the two in my day to day. Depending, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we don't have to be in this pursuit to to um, you know always be looking spiritual whatever that whatever the hell that even means it's uh, for myself um you know a a man a spiritual man is simply a man who is on a pursuit to know themselves and that's that's simply it Mm -hmm. know themselves at a a depth know themselves in the heart what 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 is underneath those uh perhaps those ruins or the that bit of dismantled energy of the heart What, what what can we deep uh go deeper into that space perhaps through a little bit of trauma you know perhaps through some things what's under all of those things mm-hmm. um that's being spiritual knowing thyself you know what jace that in itself though is so controversial because y- you know this may be different for you because of the, the women that were in your life but men are mm. not encouraged from a young age it, they're not supported they're not even told that they oh, should no. know themselves no no Uh, oh my god the other day we had a friend here and um you know the the little boy who's about three was crying and he was crying because he didn't quite get his way my little boy river he may have snatched something or something and and the 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 dad said don't you dare cry don't you dare cry in front of river don't you let him see don't you let another boy see you cry and um and i just "Mm." my my chest my everything my oh my god I just saw like the timeline of this child's life just before my eyes and you know the the suppression of of his own internal emotions and Mm -hmm. you know then then the lineage that that creates and the lineage that he's been from to create that in that moment of experience in this time of the world like oh Mm -hmm. my god it just it hurt and Jody and I reflected afterwards um you know in that moment I didn't say anything the person, you know, the per- it, it's not, it wasn't the time. It wasn't the space. There was many other conversations which were far deeper and far more painful that were going on in that space. Mm. And it wasn't my time to say that. But, you know, it's something that I've pegged for the future that can mm. that may come out if it needs to. 
but oh man you know we need to support our little people we need to support them through their emotional spaces we need to be able to um you know even if we get angry at our children like like he sort of did um and, and shamed him for what he did it's all in the way that we you know we support and it's like in the aftercare the repair oh, yeah the, the repair. repair the repair I'm, is everything i am so good at the repair james yeah because <laughs> <laughs> i have had yeah. to do it a lot yeah oh, damn so have i i i um I constantly sit between uh, shame and, mm. you know, all of those feelings that we do as parents because, man, we've just yelled at our kid. We may have just sworn at our kid. Like, you know, anything could have happened that came out of our mouth where we felt, you know, in that moment we felt so ungrounded, unhinged, so fucking frustrated. We can't even believe that rage is running through our body and we've just directed it at the person who means the most to us in, in our life. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's all about the communication, the repair, the aftercare, yes. and even beyond that, like, you know, even bringing things up even later after they've been repaired because their little minds, they just tick, tick, tick along and... Yes right yeah we don't think they're taking everything but man they take in everything oh they do one day my son came home from school or kindy and he, he was crying he's been doing a lot of crying for the last four years of his life on and off mm, and he, he i know <laughs> he, he does he's got a, a, a very sensitive spirit and he he was crying and i was holding space i can't remember where we were we were at the shopping center and I said to him, you know, it's always okay to bring your feelings to me. Some places mm. it makes it harder for mummy. And right now this is one of those moments. I said, but you can always bring your feelings. And if you need to cry right here in the shopping center, that's okay. We're just going to move to the side and we're going to keep on crying. And he looked at me and he said, am I also allowed to cry at school? Mm. I was like, I don't know what's happened at school. I don't know what's unfolded. I don't know if someone said something or a kid or whatever. But I thought, isn't that interesting? I've never once said to him, you can't cry anywhere. And yet he's formulated this thought and that repeated many times for quite a few weeks where I had to keep reminding him that, of course, he could cry. And I had this flashback as he was saying this of when he was 18 months old and we were at the playground across the road from our old apartment. And our friend, our very good friend, looked down to Rafi, 18 months old, the baby, who was crying and tugging at me and whinging and said, oh, come on, son, always don't cry. You'll be right. Mm. So I'm 18 months mm -hmm. postpartum. Oh, my God. <laughs> Breastfeeding like a yeah. mofo. Yeah. And I practically ripped his throat out in the yeah. middle of this park full of people. My husband actually, like, had to literally, like a boxer, <laughs> haul me back <laughs> because my 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 experience with so many men in my life damaged by that one sentence. Yeah. And I had this yeah. flashback of this moment as my son was asking me, is it okay to cry at school? And is it okay to cry here? And I thought, I'm so compassionate and deeply understanding of wounded men living from this toxic masculine space. Mm -hmm. But as a mother and as a woman and with this the feminine energy that is rising and taking her rightful place it feels like a duty it feels like a job to do to shift and change that story for our for our boys and for the women that they will be with in the future and for the men that they will be with in the future and for the places and spaces that they will infiltrate and influence yes. it feels like a deep soul responsibility mm. well, which is why i love <laughs> Let's let's hope I'm doing that job. Firstly, <laughs> I was going to say let's hope uh, what you did and and the way you spoke and you know the fire that you dealt the guy mm. at the park. Hopefully he's 
gone into a space of deep reflection. I mean, he could have just said, well, I don't know. I think I brought too much Carly. I think it was a bit too... This bitch is cray cray. Yeah, yeah, pretty um, much. Or you know it, that that may that experience may stay with him for some time, and and there may be a, a pivotal moment in his life where he gets to reflect on that and go, ah, mm. <laughs> I was being a cock. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm going to have to put a serious language warning on this this oh, interview. Dear. This is hilarious. Sorry. No, no, it's so good. <laughs> um, this is also another thing like you know i i just speak as i speak i don't I'm you speak not, you speak like a person so <laughs> many people so many people who listen to my work on insight timer of course that is an element that is a a uh, an aspect of me uh you know divine masculine hmm. um being a transmission of the divine that's you know that's what how i would like to position myself there but you know in in everyday life like yes i swear yes i speak how i speak and and sometimes it's not always uh maybe it doesn't come across as integrated as it needs to, but uh, this is just my expression in this moment. And totally. I, yeah. I love it. And that's why <laughs> I'm so grateful to have you on this conversation and to really break down some of these preconceived ideas about spiritual men. And probably the people listening to this podcast don't have those preconceived ideas, but I like to flag it because they're out there, you know, they're yes. out there. And the more that we are able to drop into conversation and create a um, awareness and an acceptance of little boys like my little boy who is going to grow up with the feminine right alongside the masculine who is going to be encouraged to feel right up until the the day that he dies who is going to be encouraged to be as masculine like when he goes to his football game I am like football mum like let's do it let's go but also right yes you're upset something happened in football class I am not going to just pat you on the back and kick you back on the field. I'm going to hold you and be there for you and hold space for every single one of those feelings. And that's okay. That's more than okay. In fact, it's imperative. Yes. Yes. That's what we want to teach. Right. So this has got to be the segue into talking about brazen brotherhood and what you're doing in the world for men. Yeah. You've given us an insight as to what this space is about. So give us a little bit more understanding before I ask you a very important question, which is why is that important and how does that ripple down into our boys? Yeah, absolutely. So Brazen Brotherhood, if I can just digress a little bit, it is a a collective uh, of three men who have come together who we, we, when we hang out, we simply do things like breath work. We meditate, we go for hikes, we, um, we go and jump under waterfalls and, uh, you know, we're just doing things either out in nature or in, in our homes, which, are, which is in a constant expansion of us and an expansion of the experiences us as a collective and just getting to know ourselves in different experiences, ways, whether that's through plant medicine, whether that's through physical activity, whether that's through doing some emotional trauma release or, you know, whatever that is, physical workout, like it doesn't matter. Um, We are looking at at, at men's work extremely holistically. As I said um, before, you know, my next event that I'm putting together is for the boys to go and get a facial um the boys who are waiting to for the beds to um come available they'll be either in a steam room or something like that or or doing some breath work or you know whatever that looks like and just getting guys to experience themselves in different ways that that is completely removed from shame that is completely removed from judgment that is completely just 
it's it's completely nourishing for them to be able to sit in a in a group of men and express yourself and actually you know going around a circle and seeing the mirrors in other people it's like mirror mirror on the wall we we think we're alone in our struggles we think we're alone in you know our head and a lot of men uh you know there's this humongous suicide rates uh across you know australia across the world but you know men are so high on that on that scale and we get so stuck we get so locked down we don't know how to express ourselves we don't know how to move our energy um that there's no other way there's no other way out and this Brazen Brotherhood is here to support men through their mental health journey, uh, to help them literally thrive in their community, to make beautiful friendships and and long lasting, lifelong, like lifelong connections with other men in beautiful, healthy ways that can then, when when they come to an event, I can guarantee you the men are beaming for the next few mm. weeks and they're waiting for the next time they can come back. There's an element of purpose which is giving them. There's an element of growth. There's an element of connection and belonging. Like it's all there. And when men don't have that, shit, it's lonely. Mm. I hear you. I, I, uh, I thank you for that. I really do. As a mama to a little boy, as a woman married to a man, mm. I'm I'm deeply grateful that you're creating those spaces and places and I hope that it just goes like wildfire and it becomes the most incredible global movement. Mm. I, I I feel I feel its legs. I feel the entity yeah, of Brazen Brotherhood and it's uh it's huge. It's actually it's so big and the the call that we've placed out to men, like it's been heard. Mm. We're only we're only four events in and we're you know we're getting great numbers every time and and there's more and more men standing around the campfire and and trying to find out what we're all on about and it's really beautiful and yeah I'm I'm so damn excited about it it's that old story of the hero right the hero that goes out and he has to battle through something and he has to go through a journey where he uh, saves something or someone and it might be himself and then he returns home as the hero you know, that's threaded, mm. that, that mm. story is threaded into the DNA of man, into the story of masculinity, and it's a core component of that hunter energy, you know, yes. and I think it's important for a man to realise that it, if he, can, he, he has to provide to his life and his family and his world, but he first has to provide to himself, and that nourishment is so important in him standing in his true masculinity, his true divine masculinity. And that that's how then he creates these beautiful containers for the love and the growth and the healing that's happening on this planet, mm. right? That's precisely the purpose, right? Absolutely. They're connecting to their, their feminine heart, you know, that's essentially. It. And, um, yeah, you know, women have done this so beautifully, being able to soften into their heart space and, and soften into uh, circles and you know women do it so beautifully like you know there's so many women circles out there and it's been happening for for so long for so so long and especially and i'm also talking in um uh, western culture not not so mm. much going way way back but um you know in the last 15 years or so you know i've seen such a humongous mm. shift in um circles and they're mainly women 
they're mainly women i've been around them for forever and and you know i i would normally sit with uh women who are generally in the demographic demographic of uh, 50 years old up to mm. probably 65 or so and that's that's who I was sitting with in the first instance and I mean that's probably where I probably copped a bit of grief over you know from some of my friends going why the hell are you going to Hanging these out things with the old ladies yeah it's so good <laughs> so um yeah men have a lot to learn and you know I feel there's there's just a shift it's happening I can feel it I feel it in my body and I feel it in um, I feel in the, the men that are they're coming to the, to our group. So I think my teacher shared a quote the other day. I'm not, I'm going to completely bastardize this. I'm going to get it wrong. But <laughs> essentially she said that all of us, man and woman, female, masculine, all of it, all of us are going through a journey of motherhood. We're going through a process of reconnecting back to the mother and reconnecting back to the feminine, the feminine mm-hmm. heart and, of course, the womb of Gaia and cosmic womb we're reconnecting back to this we're all going through a process of gestation and the labor of birth and then of course the postpartum experience of nourishment Mm. and i think for the for the men out there the the divine feminine that's rising it's realizing how in how integral they are in her stability and that's precisely the problem that's happened over the last two to three thousand years is that the masculine was toxic so it wasn't able to hold the feminine and so then it, she became denigrated and broken and torn down and suppressed and oppressed and yet now in order for her to fully rise which is the remedy for the healing of this planet and for all of us it can't be done without the masculine mm. so the masculine has to go through this quote-unquote motherhood process as well the masculine actually has to go through gestation and birth and the process of healing and transmuting and that's the labor process and then coming out into this this being born again yeah well yeah i I hadn't heard it put that way uh before and i love that um yeah i feel that gestation period and yeah you know it's just it's the humongous repair and and (laughs) uh healing that that has to happen it's almost like we have to go way way back to the beginning to then repair again um Yeah. yeah that's beautiful Got a little bit poetic there, didn't it? Mm, I love that. <laughs> I was just thinking back to when you were sharing about men and how they are hurting and how obviously suicide rates are so high for men. Uh, my husband and I, we lost a very dear friend a few years back to suicide. And I mm. remember the day working in my old PR job, PR and marketing, and I remember receiving the call while I was at work. And I remember the weeks that followed and all the conversations that flowed and everybody kept saying, I wish he knew how loved he was and I wish Mm. he knew that there was a way and I wish he knew that he just had to come to me and that he could talk to me. And I remember turning around and saying, but he didn't because you saw he was falling apart and so did I and we said nothing. Mm. And we saw that he was flailing and he was broken and we said nothing. And we saw and we saw and we saw and we bitched and we moaned, but yet we did nothing because we didn't know how to and he didn't know how to and I wasn't angry at anyone and I'm still not but I look back at that and I think well fuck (laughs) this this is the core of it all because I don't want my son at the age of 33 thinking it's time to go hell no absolutely no way like I will fight to the nail Mm. before that happens so 
you're so right. And we have to create spaces. And this is what I envision in your brazen brotherhood experiences, that it's not just the physical experience, but that you're creating opportunity for conversation and for questions and for curiosity and for, Hey man, I'm with you. I've had the same feeling moments. Mm, I have no doubt already. We have already assisted men in not taking their life. And whether that's something that was a, a 100% real threat or something that is, you know, floating around in their head in these real, really toxic thoughts, I absolutely know from the shares that I've heard that we have already given men purpose, friendships, and, you know, a support network um, that they can just lean on me. If, if, if one of those men, you know, any time of the night, although my phone's normally on airplane mode, but if they did, <laughs> if they did, you know, reach out at any time. Like my line is open for them. Um, it's just, it's there. It's, it's a brotherhood. It, it truly is a brotherhood. And that's what I want to, um, yeah, just promote in that space. Um, we're here for each other, you know, with your friend, you know, it's, it's so hard because yes, we don't have the tools and it's, it's so, it, it can be so nuanced, you know, cause sometimes it's, it's the, the boy who cried wolf mm. and, you know, it's someone who has said again and again and again, but not taken self-responsibility to actually yeah. up their, up their, up their experience in life and, 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 and help themselves. But then there's so many other ways it can, it can go. And, you know, these pieces here where perhaps he didn't have the tools where the friends didn't have the tools or they just, you know, the tension of actually bringing those things up, you know, what's greater, <laughs> losing someone's life or, or the tension between actually having a slightly awkward conversation right. that could actually become really healing. Um, yeah, when we're, when we're better resourced and we are perhaps a little bit more bold and shameless, which is what um, brazen stands for, brazen actually means bold and shameless. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when we are bold and shameless and we have those conversations that can feel icky and tight and tense, um, the growth and the healing that comes from that is just it's 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 immeasurable it's it measurable yeah it is and you know you've given me so many flashbacks now it, I think you're 100% right it's, it's I guess part of, part of what I was saying before about none of us did anything is because we were not equipped and I think that's what's changing on the planet is we're all starting to realize that of course we don't have to completely sacrifice ourselves in situations to constantly save people that's not mm. our job but to be better equipped because I remember my 26th birthday and this incredible man obviously he's left the planet now coming in to this party and he was not well and Mm -hmm. I said over and over to my husband my boyfriend at the time he's not okay there's something wrong he's not okay this is not okay this behavior is not okay he's not okay so after his death in conversation with my husband the the silver lining is I said to him do you remember that moment and we did nothing because we didn't know what to do and we didn't Mm want to overstep and we didn't know how and you didn't know that you were allowed to And my husband now knows and follows through with this, that if somebody is not okay, he's right up in their face with respect and love. But he's, Mm -hmm. I I, I can see you're not okay. and Or you're not showing me that you're not okay, but I'm going to guess that you mustn't be because this is big. It's going on in your life. So the silver lining is that through these experiences and through spaces like what you're creating, we're letting people know that... (laughs) It's, it's we're allowed without shame to be in people's places and spaces and enter their world and say, I'm here for you. And they might not take it, but at mm. least we can be there and say, I care. Absolutely. 
you know one of one of the uh one of the last events we ran ran you know me being me i'm a i'm a serious hugger i don't do <laughs> you know i'll do a handshake if you want to do a handshake but I, i'd rather hug you um and i, I walked in and, and we walked into a venue and i just walked past the line of men there was about five who'd already rocked up and you know giving each one of them a hug there's this guy, Richard, who's 60, and he's come along to our events. He came because we had a running event. We did a trail running event. Otherwise, there's no way in hell he would have rocked up. Mm. Um, so he's then come to the next event, which was more of an inward journey. We did breath work, meditation. I did a sound healing for everyone, played the didge over everyone, and it was like a beautiful, beautiful moment. He came to that, and in his share that night, he said, you, you, you two, there was two of us running that, running that evening. He said, you two came in just without even, you know, just such care and love in your hearts and you hugged me. He said, I've never been, <laughs> I'm getting emotional even here, um, just feeling his uh, you know, journey. I've never been hugged by a man. Wow. And he's 60. And, oh, wow. you know, just, oh. his father never said he loved, his father never said he loved him. He's just never had that connection of healthy masculinity. And he said, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't homosexual. You know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's, mm. he said it wasn't, it wasn't a, a, a sexual um, advancement or anything like that. It was, it was just genuine care. Mm. And, you know, to be able to just offer that simple moment and, and the healing that took place just in that of the generational stuff that he's been through yeah, like amazing. man that's what i'm here for and and we're only four events in and i just know um i just know what what shift we've created in people in men's lives and this is so crazy because 98 percent of my clients are women and they mm. always have been and and to be able to shift into this and and also this is this is upskilling my my healthy masculine and yeah. and you know all the pieces working through my traumas and 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 some toxic masculinity which I still know know is sometimes there it shows its its head sometimes um, it's just a, such a beautiful place to be right now it's just so profound it's just so amazing and I'm bowing to you that you're doing this and you you know you said 98% of your clients are women and the thing mm. is I'll say it again we can't do this without the men mm. we mm. can't do this whatever this is that we're working towards whatever this awakening is whatever this shift is whatever the future is that we're co-creating for our children whatever this upheaval is and returning balance and unity we can't do it without our men yeah that's right you know, it's, so, it's so funny we come from this unity consciousness to come and experience duality <laughs> and all the all the shades and colors and the expressions of duality here all, all to um return to unity again it's just to attempt <laughs> yeah 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 to attempt to get to that space it's almost like a bit of a cosmic joke but you have to it is. Oh, no. you have to buy a ticket and come for a ride <laughs> i have had many moments shaking my fist at the heavens going seriously mm. But I think that's exactly the point, merging heaven and earth, right? How do yeah. we bring that cosmic unity, that sacred unity into our body, through our breath as divine human beings because it's not supposed to be one or the other. Absolutely. Can't and do it without yeah, it. That's it. And, you know, integrating that heart, that feminine heart into every element of our life or our body and, you know, getting it beyond just the concept of the brain but actually 
allowing that to inhabit our experience as you know walking <laughs> moving um you know allowing that that heart to be in every every experience and yeah that's why that's why brazen brotherhood is so holistic is so holistic and attacking uh and not attacking but you know what i mean like um angling um our events at every single type of thing we could imagine because um yeah we need to place that heart into every space 100 percent I'm going to stick my husband on a plane and send him over to you. <laughs> well, I can't wait to be running events interstate and internationally. I just, yeah, the, as I said, the entity of Brazen is, is, is just so powerful. Uh, and it's, it's going to be uh, worldwide soon. Jace, when you make it over to the East Coast, I am yes. your, your cheerleader. I will support. I will offer services, help event management blah blah whatever mm, you thank want thank you so much i am in your corner backing i'll be 100%. calling i'll be calling upon you don't you worry <laughs> <laughs> good i can bring a little bit of the feminine into your your incredible experiences and places absolutely absolutely and that's and some fairy dust <laughs> totally what uh you know the guys don't just need everything to be run by men either i want them to experience themselves in every every you know, space. Um, well, you know, that's why we, they all came from a womb, right? <laughs> hey, exactly. Exactly. It's back, back to unity again. <laughs> I will always find a way to bring the womb into every conversation. Yeah. I apologize. No, please. Oh, that has been one of the most beautiful conversations that I've had in quite some time. I'm deeply moved by you, your feeling, your emotion, your mission, your soul, your journey. And I'm so grateful for you. And I'm, mm. I feel at ease that my boy is entering the world knowing that there are men like you to create spaces and places for healing and awakening. So thank you for that. Mm, thank you so much, Claire. Tell us, mm. how can we support you, your work and what's happening in the world? How do they, how do we help you? How do we put the wing beneath your wings? Yeah, thank you. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Jason McGrice. Check out all the bits and pieces that I'm up to. I'm just about to launch a Reiki electrified uh, workshop and attunement ceremony, which is an online Reiki course, uh, which you have come through. I have done, yes. Uh, so we're doing uh, Reiki one and two. Um, yeah, and you know, that's just, I'm just so excited. The energy is so true and ripe in my body uh, for this. And yeah, just so passionate about people just coming online like with their energetics and and finding their own gifts that's what really uh you know lights me up turns me on so Amazing. that's one way insight timer if you want to go check me out on insight timer go have a look at my library of free meditations on there if they if you resonate please leave me a review or share on your socials and yeah just spread that to your friends that's that's all i can ask for beautiful and we can do that and everybody listening my absolute favorite meditation of Jason's on Insight Timer is called Morning Ritual. I'm, have I got that correct? Morning Ritual? Yeah, Morning Ritual. I do that almost every single morning once I've got my cacao, my ceremonial cacao in my hand. And I usually have a dog and two children literally climbing <laughs> over me trying well, they, to they, stick my they cacao. Feel, they feel the energetics as well. So I'm trying to tell them that I'm drinking coffee and not chocolate. chocolate <laughs> But that has been one of my, I boomerang back to that constantly. So everybody, please, um, I'll actually link it into the show notes for everybody. Thank you. I think it just hit 4 million 
four million views or something by itself. Stop so being so awesome, really? It's ridiculous, yeah. I just, you know, that's over six years old now and, and the, that entity of the uh, of Morning Ritual itself, that has mm. just taken on a complete life of its own and planted its juicy roots deep in the earth and no one's here to stay. So I'm, I'm just so blessed that that was the first meditation I ever recorded. There's the some, first. There's something in that. I've listened to other mm. ones of yours and they're all amazing, but there's something in the depth, the resonance of your voice and your presence with that, it's not, it, it feels channeled. It really does. Mm, mm-hmm. It really does. It, it is. <laughs> I love it, it was. Yeah. It is. It was. It's timeless. It will be here forever. We'll be like dead and gone for years and everyone will still be listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> I can only hope it will be an NFT and whatever the hell else soon. I, yeah. I, I'm, I have to admit, I don't know what that is. I still, the, I, I'm avoiding the NFT thing. So that's okay. Don't look any, don't look anywhere <laughs> in the crypto space right now. I just had a massive crash. <laughs> oh no, I haven't looked at mine in a while. Okay. I'll ignore that. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here on woman awake. Thank you for providing the other side of the coin to all of what I do and to all of what's in my heart. So I am deeply grateful and I can't wait to see you and your crew and Brazen Brotherhood and all the rest of your beautiful creations have the most powerful wings to fly around the world. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yeah, thank you to all the women listening. Uh, we, we as men need your support just as, just as much as you need ours. And um, yeah, sometimes we're a little bit more silent about it. Well, women, we know what to do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thanks, Claire. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Woman Awake. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and ensure that Woman Awake lands in the hearts and ears of those that need it most. If you think of someone that needs this medicine, please do me a favor and share this on. You can find me over at clarabade.com slash podcast. Thank you for being a part of this journey of awakening.